Welcome to Enlightenedhood, a sacred space for mothers, mothers to be, and mothers by proxy to share how mindfulness and spirituality intertwine with one of life's biggest responsibilities, motherhood. Each week, we will gather nuggets of inspiration, empowerment, and wisdom from wild and woke mamas who are tapped into their highest selves and raising the next generation along with the consciousness of this planet. I'm your host, Lena Lemos, founder of Enlightenedhood, a community of mindful and spiritual mamas committed to personal growth and divine sisterhood through our one-of-a-kind inner work membership and spiritual magazine. Welcome. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you mindful mamas, and welcome to season two. If you have been in the Enlightenedhood universe for a little bit, you may have noticed that we've done a little rebranding, revamping, some up-leveling, and that's because this weekend is a very special weekend. We just launched the Enlightenedhood membership, and Megan and I have been working around the clock since October to get this membership up and running for this weekend. And this weekend has just been on my mind for the last three months. And we just have felt such a pull that 2020, there's just such an energy shift for a new decade and a new era where we can be spiritual and mindful women and also be mothers and that our identity is what we choose to create. And we can choose to show up however we want to. And having that community of support to feel validated and to have someone to bounce off these spiritual transformations with is just such a powerful thing. And I am so grateful for everyone who has already joined the membership. Just to tell you a quick blurb about it, the membership is mindful and spiritual education. So each month we gather around a theme, January's transformation and vision, and we work through that theme through journaling prompts, resources, guided meditations, and different wisdom from women in our community. And one thing that I'm really excited about is our library of wisdom. We have so many women who have contributed anything from essential oils to finding your happy to yoga poses to things on the Akashic Records and Ayurveda. And it's just going to continue to roll out over the next couple of months. And as a member, you get this entire resource library, which will forever be growing for free. So you have access to all those resources and you also get a huge discount on our masterclasses, which will also be rolling out over the next few weeks. But enough on the membership because I'm sure I could talk about it for hours and hours and I will leave that to other types of content because the purpose of this podcast, as you know, is to highlight amazing and spiritual women. And I am just over the moon for today's guest. I connected with her over the summer and I've talked about her before on this podcast without actually ever saying her name because I've talked about my Council of Light reading before and Amy was actually the one who did the channeling for me. And it was really through her guidance that really shifted the entire path of enlightenment and really validated this journey and this purpose that I'm on. So without further ado, my amazing guest today is Amy Sikarski. Amy is an international energy therapist, intuitive channel, and a past life hypnotherapist. She's the founder of Instagram's Raise the Vibe Tribe and the co-founder of Spirit School. Using all of her Claire gifts, 
projects, Amy works with interdimensional beings, including the Archangel Realm and the Council of Light, to assist others in their healing and awakening process. On today's episode, Amy and I are talking all things star seeds, light workers, earth angels. What's the difference between them? How to tell if you are one? And then if you think you are one, I highly recommend reading her two books, which I will link in the podcast episode description because she channels her counsel and they really give a lot of information in terms of if you want to continue in your spiritual awakening, how do you stay aligned and the best way to treat your mind, body and soul? Amy also gives a lot of good advice because one of the things that I always felt so much pressure around and that I think is a huge buzzword in spirituality is meet your spirit guides, how to meet your spirit guides, how to connect with your spirit guides, how to get messages from your spirit guides. And there's so much pressure on your spirit guides. And she just gives such a beautiful explanation of why we might be overthinking this and how to connect with your guides and how to recognize their presence. And for all you spiritual mamas out there, to close out the podcast, Amy gives some really good ways that we can stay tuned in and aligned while being moms and while going through our day-to-day routine. So here's Amy. Tell me about your spiritual awakening, because from what I know about you, you've always had a connection to spirit, but did that change when you became a mother or did it, was it in full force before you became a mother? Just tell me everything that I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, yes. And yes. So I always had a connection as a child growing up and I feel like You know, there's different ways that you can consider a connection. So different ways of connecting in with spirit and God or your angels, your team. Um, So I I had this conscious awareness and I would pray and, you know, have communications in that way as a child, messages would come through. But then in my teenage years, it got a little um, tumultuous and my parents went through a divorce. And um, I was the oldest of five. So there was a lot of responsibility and just a lot of emotions and aspects of life to navigate through. So I feel like I kind of went more into this fight or flight. And I stepped a little bit away from my team and our conversations. Um, And it was a really interesting experience because as I stepped away from that and had a few experiences as a teenager, like we all do, then I found myself circling back around again. And in that instance, in that period of time, it became more about angels rather than God or religion. Um, It became more about angels and guides. And so I feel like that was the beginning of me seeking out a connection. Whereas before it was just supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds funny, supernatural, <laughs> but it, it was very <laughs> it was very natural. It was a very natural experience. And um and then it became something that I missed. And so then I went seeking for it. And I actually met my husband very young and we met when I was 19. I think I was 20 when we got married and 21 when we had our first daughter. So our child and she, yeah, she's our first. We have a boy and a girl and we started really young. 
so what was interesting about that is it just happened to be a moment in my life where I was also speaking, discovering myself, who I was, my belief system around religion and spirituality. And um, that, that really propelled me forward, actually, because I wanted to learn a little bit more about energy and guides and angels and the afterlife, but in a context free of religion. And I, because I grew up really religious, <laughs> so I wanted to explore my identity and my personal connection with my soul, my high, higher self and that vibration outside of the boundaries, if you want to call them, mm-hmm. or the structure of my religious upbringing. And so I looked into Reiki and it was probably, I would say, the best thing I ever did. This was back in 2001 and I took the three certifications of level one, two and master practitioner. And um, that just completely changed my whole world. Not only the education and the experience and opening up to new possibilities, but also when you when you are attuned to the frequency, it's a cleansing of your energetic system. It balances and clears your chakras and then strengthens your chakra system and also your auric field. And it's through the chakras and the aura that we find the connection strengthens with our team. Mm -hmm. And every chakra has a different clear gift associated with it. So as you are clearing out and fine tuning and raising your frequency, you also begin to find that your connection to spirit and your guides and the angels, um, the angels. And also I, I did find um, when my kids were younger, connecting in more with the fairy realm and now all, all strengthened. So I would say that it happened in tandem, <laughs> motherhood and the big leap in my spiritual awakening all happened around the same moment in time. How was this spiritual awakening and you leaning more towards the spiritual side, how was that received from your family members who were looking at life through more of a religious framework? <laughs> they they questioned it a little bit, you know, they were like, what's she up to? And they thought maybe it was a phase or something, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> but I would just uh, come out of it. But, um, it was just, it was really interesting. And over the years, they've come to know me that this is what I do. They know a little bit about it. I have one sister who's very interested in this line of work. And the others are supportive, but it doesn't come up often in conversation. So, um, yeah, and I, and I also moved, you know, in life. I, I moved away from my family just with my husband's job. We've traveled quite a bit. And so that's also created... Um, I guess some distance in a way where there's limited opportunities for the topic to arise, mm-hmm. but they were, <laughs> they, their eyes were pretty wide open. <laughs> like, what, what is this? <laughs> Questioning and wondering what it was all about. Uh, so, yeah. So as you dove in deeper and you started to raise your consciousness, how did that start to change you? Well, it was really interesting because I had found that I was holding on to a lot of emotion from my childhood 
um, just, you know, like the trials that we experience and the energy around my parents' divorce. And um, I had this beautiful experience where I had an energy session done on myself. And I saw this apparition of, uh, which I, I, I believed at the time, and I still believe was an aspect of my higher self, but it looked like a female angel. And she came forward in my third eye. And I, I feel like that was my first time clairvoyantly seeing a spirit. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, there was this experience where energy was transmuted. It was completely cleared out of my system. And I had this innate understanding that came from a higher space of awareness that my parents were doing the best they could. And they were human, you know, um, sometimes I think as children, we expect our parents to be perfect or that they're these superheroes. And um, I saw them in a different light and I saw them from a space of compassion. And I was able in that experience to forgive uh, and let go on multiple levels of my being. So my consciousness, my my mental thoughts around it hasn't just decided, yes, I can let go. And then the energy released. So all this heavy weight that I was carrying with me just immediately cleared away. And I, I remember seeing both my father and mother in my mind's eye separate and having conversations with them. I definitely feel from where I am now having learned so much over the years that it was an out of body spiritual experience between our higher selves. And so having that experience, it was a Reiki session um, and having that experience and then having in, in like in the subsequent months to come, it, it all happened very quickly, like within the space of one year, this huge awakening. And, um, so over a summer wow. is when all the big moments happened. Yeah. And um, so I had that session and then I went and had my training and it was just a consistent leveling up. It's what I like to call it, mm-hmm. where I would release some toxic emotions that I was holding on to and find peace and forgiveness and feel this lightness about myself So Reiki played a huge part in that from both the perspective of me being a client and having a session and then also beginning to work with the energy as a practitioner. Mm -hmm. Did you start to realize that this was part of your purpose as you became more and more drawn to it? I really feel like I did because... When our kids were younger, it was the only thing I was really interested in reading about or learning about. (laughs) You know, our time is so precious when we're spending most of our day and most of our, you know, even in the evenings with uh, dedication to the kids. So after they would go to sleep at night, you know, you could watch a movie, you could do some art or you could read whatever our hobbies might be. But I always found myself being pulled towards everything spiritually um, related. And especially it started out with angels. So working with the archangels and past lives. So um, past life regression, case studies, those were my favorite. 
Um, I was raised in a family where we believe in the afterlife and we believed in life before this, but it was very um, in a different type of a format, you know. So once I started studying past life regression therapy, that really found um, a special place in my heart. And I remember feeling I was so young and our kids were little. My husband was finishing school. So at that point, I hadn't gone back to college, but I just remember thinking that would be one of the most rewarding jobs to have, if you want to call it a job, because to me, it would just be, you know, something I absolutely love doing. And um, I see where I've grown over the years, because in that space and time, I remember feeling like it was so far out of my league, mm. just so far out of reach, like a dream way out there that it would never happen. And I don't even know why <laughs> I would put those limits on myself. But, um, but now I, I obviously like now I do offer that service and I'm trained as a past life hypnotherapist. So it was really interesting, but it all started when way back when, and I've always shared with others that whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're completely drawn towards, that you just want to learn more and more about, that that is a definite sign of your calling in life. Mm -hmm. And we can weave all of our uh, gifts and the interests that we really feel strongly about into more traditional lines of work as well. So I ended up going to a school and I'm a licensed nurse. So I went to nursing school knowing that that would always be a career I could fall back on if I needed mm-hmm. or, you know, if anything happened later in life. But it was around the same concept of helping others and healing and helping them, um, you know, being there as somebody that could provide support and reassurance through whatever they were experiencing. And it was more along the lines of the physical health, but now I work more (laughs) with the spiritual health. So they very much pair up with each other. So I think you're the perfect person to ask this question because I've been thinking about this a lot lately as a new mom where I I work with a karma healer and she was asking me about my relationship with my daughter and how I view motherhood. And I was telling her that, when we, when we recognize that our kids are older souls, maybe older than us who have had all these past life experiences, did you find it the more you learned about past lives and souls and spirituality, find it frustrating at times when your kids were having human experiences in their body and being like, but wait, I know you're an old soul. Why are you doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can see where, yeah, where you would ask that question. Um, Our experiences were a little bit different. Our daughter has always been very strong-willed and wanting to take on the role of the mother Mm, (laughs) many times. So, yeah, so she'll, um, growing up, she would, um, and even now sometimes she's in college, but sometimes she'll say things to me like she's the mom and (laughs) kind of (laughs) that I have to answer to her. And so (laughs) that has been our biggest challenge so far, really. I have to remind her, um, I'm the mom in this go around. (laughs) (laughs) This time around, I am. So, yes. Yeah, right now I'm the mom. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it it is unique and it's interesting. And I will share that one thing that really I actually found to be 
know, as a, as a mother, as any parent and even a grandparent, we love our children so much that if we see them hurting, it just, I mean, it literally like breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. And especially throughout the teenage years, it was really challenging to sit back and be there for them, but know that they were struggling and how much did they want to share with you without overstepping their boundaries of privacy. And, um, and really just navigating through all of that was really challenging. But I, I've had many conversations with her having to explain to her how she is more of an advanced spirit, if you would say. Mm-hmm. She came in kind of knowing a little bit more about right and wrong, having a higher moral ethics and codes of integrity than than what we had experienced amongst other kids her age. And so because of that, she had um, a challenging time making friends because she would um, find it really hard to be in groups where the uh, other students were gossiping or making fun or bullying. And so she would always kind of be the one to call them out on it. And because of that, it made her social circle very small. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would have conversations with her about her light and where she's com- coming from and her past lives and that, you know, they are just in a different timeline of learning. So we all experience that. And even many of us who have had many past lives or come from a realm that would hold ourselves to a higher standard, we often can forget when we come into human form and have that amnesia. So it was working with her in a different way and trying to understand the dynamics of life. So the phases of development and how that makes sense with those um, <laughs> who are in human form and maybe acting out of alignment. Yeah. And and I, I feel like that helped her to see things and also to have a little bit of compassion and a little bit of I like just to breathe a little bit because she would get really upset. I was like, Hey, we're all learning. And what, what can you do in this experience to help the person that might've been picked on, you know? So all of that approach I felt was definitely supported by my understanding of past lives and the spirit realm and um, like soul identity, where we come from and the traits we carry in with us Mm -hmm. and just helping her navigate through that. So it was a really interesting (laughs) experience. Yeah. I relate so much to that because I think I've felt that way for most of my life. And it wasn't even till recently where I discovered star seeds and the collective feeling of feeling out of place and oh hey there's there's a whole reason about that so tell me i mean i want to share with our mm-hmm. audience that the reason i found you is because i i started learning about star seeds and the council of light and really wanting to know my larger purpose and you helped me channel Council of Light to talk more about my purpose and my mission. Will you share? <laughs> will you share with me about Star Seeds and the Council of Light and how it's all intertwined? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and this discovery was one that took many years for myself uh, to come to, but um, it was interesting because many of us in our culture 
understand or can relate to the idea of a guardian angel mm-hmm. and um, guardian angels can then that that topic can expand over to spirit guides and there can be a crossing or like an overlay emerging within that terminology so some of us will have guides that are from an angelic realm and there are many choirs of angels and in the christian religion there are um there are nine choirs of angels i believe and the archangels are uh let's see they're third (laughs) the third from earth so when you think about the experiences on earth the realm and the frequency and the duality and all of that um as we ascend after this lifetime and some of us are ascending our vibration even now in the physical body but as we lift up higher and higher you go through these different uh frequencies and and we'll call them realms so there are angelic realms and that's where you would find a guardian angel and the archangels so I would refer to my guides as a guardian angel or my guides, but um, over time through some meditation and being a, a recipient of energy therapy, I started seeing past lives and I was seeing flashbacks and images that I didn't understand, but it felt good. It felt comforting. It was really exciting to see these visions and I wanted to know more. So I went and had my own past life regression and that's when it all came together. And I realized that I wasn't really from earth. So my soul wasn't um, natively, you know, from the planet earth. So I had had experiences prior to this lifetime in other galaxies and systems and on other stars and planets. And I experienced a lot in that regression and then the time following (laughs) where I would just get downloads is what we call them. So it could be in a moment where you're daydreaming or you could be cleaning or doing dishes and all of a sudden a memory comes through and for many of us we might question it is this my imagination um where did that come from did i see this in a movie or read a book about it and um i always was double checking (laughs) so i would make note and sit with it and then if it would come up again or more information to support it more information um around it so new wisdom or information that you could could share like as knowledge where it wasn't specifically a memory or an emotion to my myself when that would come through I'm like okay there's definitely something here so that's how I discovered the concept of starseeds and I started researching a little bit about them and then in that experience I found that some of the information didn't resonate with me or I would leave a website feeling really gross. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that just put me in a funky mood. There's something in that website that wasn't, like it just didn't resonate with my heart. So I know that when I receive a truth, I feel expansive and I feel happy and I feel free um, and clear. (laughs) Clear is a big word there. Mm -hmm. And so from... From that moment, I decided that I was really going to limit 
how much information I received from other sources, you know, other channeled information, because where did they receive it? Well, it was channeled in. So I started developing my own connection at a more, you know, this was later on, I'm I'm backtracking a little bit, but this was later on. My kids are now in middle school, you know, they're, they're older. And so I had more time (laughs) to dedicate to my daily practice of meditating and connecting in and reading and taking classes and all of this extra training that I then went on to, to receive. And it was during that time where I decided that I was going to really just look at my connection to source and my team and the angels. And then from there, the starseed information came through and um, activating the starseed was channeled. The book that you've, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you've read was channeled. So um, that, that's the difference, I guess, between or the definition of a starseed is somebody who's had lifetimes off of planet Earth and um, particularly in another star system or galaxy. Uh, whereas you might notice or see that some people on Earth, they feel more connected to the planet. Um, and they might have many past lives that come up that are on Earth. And you also can come across, it's you know, somewhat rare, but I have come across those who are more angelic in nature. And their soul origin is more um, related to that of the angelic realm, meaning that after life or in the space between incarnations, they are functioning and living and existing and being in the angelic realm. So you would have your star seeds and your earth angels. (laughs) And those are two of the, the types of beings that could be inhabiting earth as a human right now. And how do light workers fit into all of that? Yeah, so light workers, that is a really beautiful and kind of broad term for those of us who are emanating love and truth and sharing our light with others. And the light workers come to earth, especially right now, there's a big shift happening that, you know, will continue possibly, I would assume, throughout our whole life. But it's just a little blip in time for, you know, the whole history of earth. Mm-hmm. And right now, <laughs> yeah, it's like it can seem so long, but when you look at it, it's just a little blip in time. Um, but there's a big influx of light workers and light workers are here from many different star systems or realms and even those who would identify themselves as being solely from earth not having an experience off of earth um can be a light worker anybody could be a light worker and you'll know that you're one if you are always wanting to help others and that can even be as simple as smiling at a stranger in the grocery store. You're wanting to bring positive energy. Maybe you are a really good uh, comedian and have an awesome sense of humor and you always bring a lightness to 
moments where it can be heavy, you know, so there are really unique ways and a lot of talents that light workers are bringing right now to help lift and shift the frequency on earth. So we would say, or you could say that um, the angelic realm, so those earth angels incarnate, and then also the star seeds, uh, that they are light workers. So it's a really big um, label, if you want to call it a label. <laughs> it's a really big description that spans many of us here right now on earth. So this is my definition of the Council of Light, and I want you to correct me and add to where I lack. But it was my understanding that before we incarnate into this lifetime, we are working with the Council of Light to figure out our mission and how we're going to spread our light and our lessons learned and whatever is going to be a contract of this lifetime. Is that correct? I feel like that's definitely a facet of it. Um, we typically have a team of guides that help us plan our lives. And my council of my guides that would just be working with me, there are 12 on that. And then my, my soul is a 13th member. And after working with them, then it's expanded to where now when I channel the council of light, it's a, it's a much larger collective mm. and those are beings and they're from many star systems and they're here to help everybody on earth. So I feel like what you might be tuning into is the um, aspect of the council that are your specific guides. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah, but we're all working together because, you know, it's all within the a same vibration as a collective. So I see it as Let's just let's just get done with it. Let's say that there's this big ship and we're all on the ship, and then um, so that's the community and that's the council of light. Mm -hmm. That's that community there, and then you have your team. So let's say it's twelve. You would have your your twelve members that work specifically for you, but everybody's working together. So you're absolutely right in that they help us plan our life mission. And I call it that because many of us who come in, especially right now with star beings, um, many of us who, who are here are here to help. And we're here for a purpose much grander than, you know, just to experience life on earth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a bonus. <laughs> and there's growth <laughs> and learning and experiences we get to have. But a lot of us came in directly with a mission at hand. Mm. And it was really, when you get to the bottom of it, it was like to help save the planet, yeah. um, you know, with the vibration and consciousness here. As I dive more and more into spirituality, I think at the very shallow level of spirituality, it's always connect with your spirit guides. Let's meet your spirit guides. But the more I learn is that we have much a much larger team than we're aware of. So how can we, as we dive deeper into our spirituality and our consciousness, how can we connect more with our team and become more aware of who's even on our team? Yeah, good question. Um, there are a lot of different avenues and, you know, paths that people might take. For myself, I always found, and I didn't even know it at the time, I mean, so much, I've learned so much from the experiences and then looking back at them. But when I, and specifically when I had past life regression, they would bring me to moments in my childhood 
where they were there. And what I recognized is that in those moments, my heart was so full, like just full of love and happiness and like pure golden light, but like the sun was shining throughout my whole body. And that's when they were with me and comforting me. And I knew before I came into this life that it was going to be challenging. (laughs) So I feel like they, you know, they were around and and they would come through in moments just as a reassurance. And um, so we are all in connection with our team. I mean, we really are. A lot of them will speak to us through thoughts and we might think it's our own thoughts because they've been with us our whole life. Um, Some of them will come and speak to us through emotion. And the emotion is something that I know I can't make up. And for me, when the emotion comes through, it's just a sure sign that I'm in connection. I've connected with them. I, I start, you know, crying tears of peace and happiness. It's just like so much love is there. And so in the process of finding your team, you could say connecting in with your heart, clearing your energy so that any blocks or stagnant energy, any emotions that are heavy that were holding you back, once those start to clear, you become more free. And it's just like that connection as if we were talking here on the phone, the static that could be there is gone now. So you have a clean, a clear channel and a clean line of communication to speak with them. And so meditation for the, um, how do I want to say this? (laughs) Um, Meditation with the intention of connecting in and clearing your energy is really powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I like to recommend, um, well, the meditations and the processes and activating the star seed are perfect because that's what the book is all about is connecting in with your vibration. So you can make a strong connection with your team, start communicating getting back on track to your life path and purpose and really lifting that vibration and actively um, being a part of your intention for why you came into this life. So I would recommend the book and also within the book and just generally speaking, if somebody wants to get started today doing meditations to clear and strengthen their chakras. And if you're not familiar with the chakras, Um, There are seven major chakras and multiple transpersonal chakras. It's a whole beautiful field of study, which I do have a home study course on it. Um, And then I also have some free chakra meditations. So maybe we can link it it or share the information. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So because in that process of first clearing and getting your just getting your life together, I would say, you know, <laughs> taking accountability, <laughs> taking uh, some note of what could use some slight adjustments or maybe some big adjustments so that you can even have 20 minutes of personal time each day. That will make a huge difference in adjusting your energetic field so that you can tune in with your team. And I love how you brought up that some people find I felt it like a lot of pressure. Know your guides and you have to know their name and who are they and what do they look Mm -hmm. like? So I just, (laughs) yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. 
So I just want to share with everybody that first of all, we all have our own clear gifts. And over time, you can activate and strengthen all of the clear senses. But for many of us, clairvoyance was not or is not the first ability. So when you are asked, well, what do they look like? You know, that's a lot of pressure. How do we know what they look like if we're not in that space yet to receive the information and the vision? So um, for myself, it was all through emotion to begin with. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so I would say if you're sitting down in a space of meditation and you feel love and you feel peace and you feel supported that that's a sure sign that you're surrounded by angels and your team and spirit which I call (laughs) team and spirit that is uh, your guide and ascended masters so that would be the first space I would recommend is just the meditation to clear the energy and then invite them in. And I first started working with the archangels because I felt comfortable with them. And I knew that basically they were vetted. So Mm. meaning many people had worked with them and they are of a high vibrational frequency. And I did ask them to hold the space as I became closer to my guides. um, I asked them to hold the space that the new vibrations that I was meeting or the communication that would come through and thought that that was truly my team and my guide. So there are some ways to set up some precautions, if you want to call it, or some um, boundaries for safety and meeting your team and spirit. Mm-hmm. I think when I first started meditating, the hardest thing for me to get over was the the sense of ego. Oh, am I just imagining it? It's just my imagination and getting over that of the self-doubt that sets in when you're first trying to connect and trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that's, um, well, that's why there are the other clear gifts that come in. So feeling it, so feeling the emotion, being clear sentient, um, which also is empathic and feeling the energy of it. Um, also if we are getting messages, so they can come as thoughts or ideas. And when you start connecting in, especially if you're automatic writing and you get information that you have no idea how you would know this or where it came from, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or even if it's correct, and then you go and you look it up online and sure enough, it's a real thing or that word makes perfect sense for what the message was about. Um, that's a good sign that you're in connection with your team and it's not just your imagination. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> if it starts showing up in your physical reality, like, you know, if they give you a message and then it happens in a conversation with a friend or you see a sign or something you know, that's tangible object. <laughs> that's another sure indication that you're not making it up or imagining yeah. it. Now I just write down everything. And I know we were talking about before we started recording that I had, I had drawn this really weird symbol in my notebook and I had no idea what it was. And I was reading your book and you mentioned the Merkaba symbol, which is sacred geometry. And I looked it up, I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what I just drew in my notebook. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, and I love that. I have to say that's like, that is my most favorite is when I get a message and I sit with it because I'm not really sure what is this. Mm -hmm. And then the answers come 
through something in the physical realm because it validates my experience. It gives me more information and it lets me know first and foremost, that Oh my gosh, my team, they're here, they're around, they're communicating with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's beautiful to have it be an experience that then you get information on. So, you know, you didn't imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you could have imagined it. So, yeah. And I know moving forward a little bit in your book, we were again talking about in this podcast that the energetic field and the things in our daily life that are affecting it. And I think, especially for spiritual moms, the hardest things are the daily rituals and the consistency and feeling like we truly have the time to dive in deep, especially as me as a new mom. And then I was reading in your book how the ozone is affecting our energetic field. I'm like, oh, great. Another thing to just add to the list of how sometimes it feels impossible to manage this spirituality and everyone's always talking about the energetic body and the light body and you have to keep everything in alignment. And sometimes it can just feel so overwhelming, especially when you're juggling so many other things as a mother. So on a very simple basis, as spiritual mothers, what can we do daily that is really simple to just keep us tuned in and aligned? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this question. Okay, so there's so many fun activities you can do with your kids to help you and them. Um, First of all, out being outdoors in nature and if you can put your feet barefoot on the live earth so not the sidewalk but grass and dirt um that will help to ground you and grounding is a beautiful experience because it clears our energy field and it also charges us up with the earth energy so those frequencies from mother earth and if your listeners want to they can even go and research it and look up the scientific (laughs) evidence of you know the earth frequencies and really look into grounding but it's supernatural you know we used to do this all the time when um you know back back when we were native and we were just living on the earth barefoot we would be outside in our huts or Mm -hmm. living on the land foraging and and as nomads moving around our feet would always touch the earth and now if you think of it how often does the sole of your foot actually touch the live earth we we're indoors and we're wearing shoes and we're outside so that's a really really beautiful experience just to be in nature and as you're out there you might just lie down on the grass and do some uh, cloud gazing so with the kids you know find shapes in the clouds that's really really fun and it also helps them stay in a space um with their mind so the brain waves go to the same place when you're in hypnosis that they do when you're in meditation and when you're daydreaming so children actually are observing and seeing and getting a lot of information that they might call their imagination but really and sometimes sure it can be imagination but really a lot of it they're tuned in with um with worlds beyond what we are aware of and so doing some daydreaming and then also exercising the exercising going on a walk or playing on a playground doing jumping jacks cartwheels you know relay races 
um, anything really fun. The physical movement clears the energy from the physical body. It helps regulate the pH and, you know, the hormones and it helps us physically, but it also clears the energy of the meridians, the chakras and the aura. So exercising is really nice. And that's something you can do with your kids. So the other thing was, um, you can make little, if you want to call them rituals, you can, but you can make little hobbits where maybe before you go out of the house or maybe when you come in, so maybe right by your front door, there's a space that you take three conscious breaths together. So there's a lot of magic that can happen with three conscious breaths. You can release tension, you can clear your field, and then you can charge up. So. Uh, tuning in with your physical body and how you feel is important and teaching that to our children is important too and I was teaching my kids at a young age how to ground how to center how to connect in and balance their emotions and their energy and that really has helped them when they've had to give speeches in classes or perform a solo a fair out um, performing my son's in a group and they perform um, it really helps them just to feel, you know, that whole calm, cool, and collected mm-hmm. <laughs> and clicked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like clicked into their vibration. So that has so many benefits. And if we can learn to live daily like that, we won't be triggered by the energy of others or a group conversations, you know, stress at school. We can find that we become a little bit more even, you know, parents and children Mm -hmm. (laughs) level-headed and the day just tends to flow smoothly. So breath work is nice. And if you want to take it further, doing some yoga or just a short five-minute meditation with your kids every day can make a huge difference. Yeah. I love that. The the space for conscious breath. I'm going to implement that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, Kind of like reminds me a little bit about well when I was little we got the timeout corner mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was kind of like you know in a different approach that you were you were you did something wrong yeah. and then you have to be separated from the group uh-huh. and all that so I feel like if we connect with our kids and we say oh okay maybe we're a little overwhelmed wow there's a lot of energy here let's breathe together and mm-hmm. you breathe with them help them calm down if they're really upset or just every day, okay, let's set our energy and you can get really creative with it. So, I mean, visualization is an aspect of energy therapy and strengthening your energy body and visualization isn't too far off from imagining things. The difference is when we visualize and we're creating, there's energy behind it Mm -hmm. and we have an intention to make it stick. (laughs) So it can be really fun to visualize with, with the kids that um, you have little roots from your feet going down and grounding into mother earth and your heart expanding and sending love to the sun. You know, you can make some really fun experiences out of it. Um, Putting the golden light around you. You're in a big bubble now, you know, all gold and beautiful energy and bring in vibrations of love or happiness and name a few of their favorite things and hold that energy with with them in their day. So 
there's some there's some fun ideas <laughs> yeah. that um, young moms can get or moms with young kids and young moms can get creative with. I love all that so much, and it's so true. It it can seem very overwhelming, but you're right that there's such a simple connection. And I love how you said that visualization is so close to imagination and kids are already so in tune that we forget that if we lean more towards what they're already feeling and doing, it can help us so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So working with their gifts and where they are at naturally, you know, and just expanding on it or or sharing something in a new perspective to help them. They really pick things up (laughs) quite quickly, which is so nice. Well, Amy, it's been such a pleasure having you on this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. You're welcome. I like to end this podcast with just words of wisdom and enlightenment for anyone listening who just might need that extra encouragement today. So what are your wise words to end this podcast on oh I love that (laughs) so nice (laughs) um yeah you know I think as parents we can be really hard on ourselves and so I would say the best gift that you can offer is being able to forgive uh, forgive yourself, forgive an argument, you know, just forgive, heal and let go. And in doing that, knowing that we're all trying and we have an opportunity the next day <laughs> to, um, to really shine. And so I just know that being a mom has probably been the most challenging experience in my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's only because we love them so much and we become so invested in their care and their well-being and so my my advice is if you could bring in any little thing that brings joy or laughter it can change it can change the mood completely you know from from having a toddler that's having a meltdown to a teenager having an emotional crisis so uh, it, it seems like once you feel like you've made it through one stage another one comes so happiness playfulness um joking around has always been been really therapeutic and healing for our family and i feel like being able to let go and move to the next space where we can all come together has been probably the glue that kept kept us (laughs) moving forward so um, my advice would be to find ways to fill your day with light and laughter and um, listen to the kiddos and know that we're all really moving forward in such a beautiful way with many, many gifts. So honoring those as well. Thank you for listening to Enlightenhood. For more wisdom from spiritual mamas like you in the form of guided meditations, videos, articles, masterclasses, and more, check us out at enlightenhood.com or connect with us on Instagram at enlightenhood. If you need a tribe of like-minded women to dive into personal and spiritual development with, check out our monthly membership where we show up, go inward and upward together. 
together. Enroll today at enlightenedhood.com backslash membership for less than the cost of a yoga class. Until next time, you mindful mamas. 